be advised. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has issued a warning against Bluey. It may cause Australian accents, slang language, and desire to watch the full episode after a sampling of 10 episodes, thanks to Not A Hate Watch. Hello, welcome to Not A Hate Watch. It is me, Missy Information, here always with Alice. How are you, Alice? Hi, um, I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about Bluey. Very excited. Now, this was a suggestion that you had, but you had so we could include a certain guest, and we're going to introduce that guest right now. He uh, is my longtime suffering personal collaborator. That is, of course, my husband, Alex. Alex, how are you? Welcome to the show. Get Scoot up a little bit closer here. Get closer to the mic. There we go. I want to be in like the background making stray comments. No, you're part of the foreground today. You're part of the background. <sighs> Hello, everyone. It's me, the notorious uh, background character. That you kind of just see walking past every once in a while if you see videos or whatever. Um, it's a very, it's a very diminutive way of saying a successful artist here in town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mom, mom, I wouldn't go that. <laughs> so now, Alex, you were watching Bluey a lot, and I had talked to Alice about this, so she was aware that oh yeah, I've heard about it. Now, it's sort of a two-pronged question here, so I'm first going to ask. Alex, what got you into Bluey, and why do you like it? Like, what was your obsession about it? Uh, well, I started watching it. I basically watched, there were a few free episodes on YouTube that were kind of suggested to me by the al algorithm. And, um, oh, that algorithm. Nieces and nephews really like watching the show. So, you know, I was like, eh, well, what are these kids into nowadays? So I clicked it. Watched the few free episodes that they have on YouTube and kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to watch the rest of it. So I uh, bothered my roommate to put it on because he had Disney Plus. And so we watched basically the entire first two seasons, I think it was, on uh, Disney Plus in like a day. <laughs> And I was like, okay, this show's too cute. It's too, it's an adorable show. Like, I can't handle how wholesome and um, smart it is for, like, a show that's supposed to be for, like, like kids. It's, it, it's, it doesn't treat kids like they're stupid. So it, it actually has some kind of more, like, nuanced kind of life lessons that aren't just, like, don't don't obey the parent you're gonna fall in the river and die type morality lessons or whatever uh i thought it was pretty nice so uh, then Alex, if, I oh, if i remember correctly you and i missy recorded a podcast right around that time and i remember you kind of like not angry but confused as to why it was just like He's still watching Bluey. What is it? What is up with this? Yeah, it was a thing. A it was it was sort of a compound thing where a lot of the shows that he had been cycling through were Cartoon Network staples, such as The Amazing Adventures of or The Amazing World of Gumball, Amazing World of Gumball, um, regular show, Avatar, a, a lot of like cartoons. 
And so I was like trying to introduce something that was not cartoony. And he was just basically like, nah, no. I don't want these things. <laughs> so then for me to come home and what is he binging? A, a children's show that is the most cartoony of cartoon shows. And I just finally had my fill. And I'm like, can we watch something that doesn't have a lot of colors and isn't like intended for audiences under the age of 18? Like anything like that that's available? And Bluey was it. It was Bluey and I'd hear the strains of it recording as we were recording our episodes, Alice, I'd have to make sure that I'd turn down my microphone because Bluey was just pouring forth from the other room into the into the background. So it was yeah. something I had. My siblings uh, loved it, and my nieces and nephews adore it. Um, Alex's sister's niece, or our niece, Alex's sister's yeah, uh, daughter. If you have kids, went as Bluey for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, if you have kids, you've probably watched this show already. Oh, I'm sure this is an episode where a lot of people, I'm going to drop this and they're just going to be like, wait, Bluey, like, why is this on here? What's the not a hate watch part of it? Well, if you were living with me in my house in this specific moment, you'll understand what the hate watch part is about. But to Alice, what was your knowledge of Bluey beforehand? And why did you, why did you pick it for Alex to come talk about um, so I knew about Bluey because I'd heard about it. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts that are hosted by like parents. Like all the all the like video game podcasts I listen to, all the all the hosts are now parents. And so they would sometimes they'll talk about like what TV shows their kids make them watch, and they would always say, like, oh, but Bluey's good, because like everyone hates Paw Patrol, everyone hates all the other ones, but Bluey's good. Um so that's basically all I knew about it, and then you seemed very angry about about having to having to be witness to all this bluey watching um and I, I thought of that um and then last week we were just talking about how your husband had, was trying to come up with something that 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 he could make us watch um and I suggested Bluey just because I remembered how annoyed you were at it it was a great suggestion the first suggestion was going to be an episode on Twister and wait a minute what's this the National Weather Service has issued an advisory. Oh, no. There is now an emergency Twister episode within inside the Bluey episode. That's in a Twister episode within the Bluey episode. This development is oncurring. We didn't forecast this before. Perhaps if we had instruments to be able to test the sonar range of a Twister, we would have been able to have this figured out beforehand. The plot of the movie, Twister. Wait, are we talking about Twister? So I just have to say, he made me watch okay, Twister yeah. for the first time. It was one of his favorite films. I watched it, okay. and it's a film. It was it, it was certainly a, a film. <laughs> I think I lived through Twisters that were more exciting than that. The National Weather Service has said, the warning for an emergency episode within the episode has now ended. You may now go with your programming. I don't interrupt it. Okay, so that was our that was our emergency episode on Twister in between there. So that was originally yeah. what he had pitched. Um, but when you suggested Bluey, he jumped on it. I mean, I've and I've never seen. I love my husband. He does, but he when he does his own thing, he is like totally into it. I've never seen him jump into something that was like vaguely related to like my podcasting projects and stuff with such like gusto and like he. He came the next day. Alice and I both got a message, or I sent forward a message, which was a 10-episode list, not chronological, but from emotional impact and the weight of the story within, from lightest to most heaviest. And I got a spoiler for the first episode. 
I cried. I cried <laughs> hard at the first episode. And I'm like, this is where we're starting? How am I supposed to go anywhere further from here if this is where we're starting? Like, oh my word. I, it was uh, it was kind of a hook. I wanted to make sure that you guys had a, a, a decent hook to like kind of understand what the creators of the show were going for, which is just like teaching like not like moralistic lessons or or like societal lessons, but more like emotional lessons. Like it's a, it's a show about like how how to better process your emotions as a kid and as an adult. And I think that's kind of why it was um, something that kind of like hits a lot of adults. And, and it's kind of why you have a lot of adults that really respond to the show, in my opinion. It's and it's part of the reason that I think it is a show that kind of responds really well, like why a lot of like millennials mostly, but like adults of all ages kind of respond to it. It, it kind of gives them a better look into how better to interact with your like stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, sure. but you like I. Th- th- it's a lot. It's a lot of. Very modern millennial social settings and situations and giving kids an example of, you know, how to react and stuff. And kids and adults. Yeah, yeah kids and adults. Yeah. Wait, are, are you are you saying that if, if everyone on TikTok watched Bluey, they, would be, they wouldn't be convinced that they're not autistic? Uh, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also going what to. I think, there's, <laughs> I think there's a piece of information that both of us are missing here. Is there a high rate? Oh, I, I, I... I just, I, yeah, yes, everyone on TikTok thinks thinks they're autistic. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I, I don't use TikTok. We're not so TikTokers. Yeah, we're yeah. Not, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I, it was, but I do know that a lot of the the advertisement the 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 for the show was actually done on TikTok. They were releasing up like little snippets of it, and and yeah. that's kind of how they gained their popularity in the United States. Um. Well, and each episode itself is sort of a little snippet at eight minutes. They, yeah, they're yeah. pretty quick. They're yeah. they're perfect. They're perfect length for TikTok videos. Um, they, uh, I don't know. It's just a fun Australian accent, so that usually resonates with mm-hmm. with with American audiences. We're like, ah, listen to that crocodile Dundee guy over there. <laughs> I, I will say it was a little confusing in the first episode because I. I wasn't clear who the characters were, what their relationship was, and then also basically the dad spends the entire episode pretending to be a pig, yeah. and I didn't, I wasn't sure if that was a put on or if that was like what Bluey was just seeing and and, and through their like through their lens of imagination. Um, yeah, no, I, it, it's kind of a little bit ambiguous on like that yeah. stuff. Um, like, but like. Yeah, if you watch the series from, like, the first episode forward, you know that Bandit is just, like, he's down to clown. He he will he will pull all of the stops out to, like, have the best interactive experience mm-hmm. and just make the game as immersive for the kids as possible. Yeah, we should we should probably go through and just make sure we name all of the characters yes. that are within it. Because, um, of course, the theme song, if you have it on there, it's Mom, Dad, uh Mom, Dad, and then uh, Bingo and Bluey. Yeah, but titular it's, Bluey. But it's Bandit is the dad. And Bandit is the, the dad. The mom's name is... I can't, is, um, I can't her, think of it. Uh, oh, crap. What is her name? Uh, uh, I looked it up last Chili. night. It's weird. Chili. Okay. Chili. That's Chili, it. yeah. yeah. Um, 
I didn't also didn't know that Bluey was a girl. I assumed that Bluey was a boy. I did too, not having seen the show. And I even had to confirm last night. I'm like, wait, so they're both girls, right? It is two girls? Yeah. Because yeah. I thought it was a, a, yeah. a sibling dynamic of a, of a boy and a girl. But no, just both two girls. Right. I, I also wasn't sure if they were doing the thing where like the blue dogs were boys and the, the brown dogs were girls. Nope. No. Not even. No. Yeah, that convention got broken in the in the later episode we watched with the uncle who is who is who's, like who's, a rainbow. Who is, who is <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, I have a, I have a question about this episode. I I really I really liked it, but was that sexual tension between Bluey and Jean Luc? I don't know I about don't sexual, so. but I certainly think like cute tension. I I yeah. yeah. So the, the quick synopsis of this episode. So camping was the first one we did, and it is about Bluey and her dad and sister going on a camping trip. The whole family. Oh, the whole family. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Family. Um, they're on a camping trip, yes. and they meet another family, um, who are French. And so the entire episode is Bluey talking in English to a French boy, Jean Luc, and they spend their time, um. Adventuring it, they grow. They grow a a, put a seed in the ground and are planting it, waiting every day for it to grow because they have to have food, hunting, you know, a caveman and all this stuff. And then the entire the entire time, Bluey speaking English and Jean Luc is being speaking French, but they figure out a way to communicate with each other. Yeah, and and so they it's it's just one of those classic stories of like camp friendships, which is something that I remember Mm -hmm. going through and having those where. You oh, know, yeah. and then the you know Jean Luc uh, has a goodbye, and we as the audience realize that he's going to be going the next morning, but Bluey doesn't. And Bluey comes the next day to look at the seed, and there's a little bit of a of a sprout on it, and she wants to show Jean Luc, but Jean Luc is gone. And uh, her mom and her talk about friends, and what is the exact quotation that they say? At the end of it? Uh, so Chili, she basically says that sometimes uh, special people come into our lives and only stay for a little bit, and then eventually they have to go. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be the end of the episode. And I'm like, oh, that's a really sweet story. And then I was not ready for what happened next. It's just a still shot of the um, scene. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Wait, 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 you get yourself in. Wait, wait, get yourself in. Go ahead. Wasn't there wasn't there a section where they go out to pee with the with the rabbit nightlight? Is that is that this episode? Am I getting it wrong? Yeah, that was yeah. A, that that's a very common okay. thing in Australia. It's just like a, a bush a bushwee a bushwee. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. No, no, no. I I just loved the rabbit the rabbit nightlight that then was in the credits as well. I just I just special guest appearance by rabbit. Oh yes, nightlight. yeah. <laughs> and then just the mom holding the dog, you know, the uh, bingo up so she could go to the bathroom, and then just waiting. Yeah, yeah. It was really sweet, and so it ends and. Like I said, that's the thing. The moral is sometimes there are people in our life and they're only there for a while. And you're like, oh, yes, that's nice. Lesson to learn. So then it's just a shot of the little sprout. And then I'm going to cry again. And then it kept growing. And then it turns into a fruit tree. And it's a full fruit tree. And then it's years later. And Bluey comes up. And she goes to the spot. And there's the tree. And you just see her looking at it. And she has, like, the slightest little nostalgic face on her. And then from across yeah. the way, we hear a now, like, older Jean-Luc say, Hello, Bluey. And, like, they see each other. And- no, no, no. no. He's, he's, he says it in English. Yeah, he yeah. says it in full-on English. Oh, he says, hello. He says, hello, yeah. Bluey. Oh, yes. So that's the yeah. end of the episode. And that's when my tears, like, hit me like a Mack truck. I wasn't expecting it. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, they actually did it, the mad people. Like, this is such a <laughs> wonderful, beautiful ending to this story. Like, yes. of Oh my god, of course he came back. Like, the kids would be asking otherwise. Like the kids watching the show, so you have to have that sealed up happy moment. But like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I wasn't expecting it. I um I, I was all... yep. 
I was also just confused. I thought that meant that the, the, the rest of the show was going to be a time skip from the first part of the episode. Oh, you no, just, and, this uh, is a new season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this is like, this is like towards the end of the first season. Um, but no, yeah, it, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just a little bit of a time skip to give you a glimpse that, yeah, they do get that. They do get to hang out with each other again. I'm, I'm telling you, the sexual tension between those two was 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 cut through it with a knife. Uh, you know what? I can't wait until um, what is it? Uh, Bluey, co- the college years. Yeah, where they're ending <laughs> up together. Yeah, and they're it's um, like like Rugrats all grown up. Well, I mean, yeah, or I was thinking Saved by the Bell college years, but any of those, any of those things where it's not boy meets what? What is it? Girl meets world. Any of those when they mm-hmm. twenty years from now they get the reboot together. Now, what's what's the legacy sequel to to Bluey? Tui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the next episode you had us watch, Mister? Oh, goosh. Let me look at the list. Uh, of it was the fairies. Goosh. It was fairies. It was fairies. Okay. Uh, yeah, this one was just kind of like I, I tried to throw in like one where it's just like cute and fanciful. Cute, yeah. There wasn't any weighty plot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, basically, is that. Um, uh, Bandit is on the phone yes. with his job, and uh, every every kid has that story where they're trying to bother their parent on the phone, and the parent just kind of snaps and says, "Get stop!" And like, but that like unintended consequence of making the kid feel like really ashamed or like sad that 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 just happened, and basically the whole episode, I don't know who set it up because like. At the end, and this is, like, the only time in the series where it happens, where you see something through the imagination of the child. And I don't know if it was an imagination or if it was just, like, there's fairies or whatever. But, like, basically, the fairies do all these shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And basically, uh, in order to appease these like these uh, these fairies, they have to like Bandit has to do like a dance and apolog- like he apologizes to yeah. Bingo for yelling at her, and yeah, and it's implied that the fairies there, there's a there's a lot go ahead there's a lot of runaround where it's like because I I wasn't sure I mean this is intended but like I wasn't sure if the fairies were real or if it was just like Bandit doing it or not Bandit uh, Bingo um, yeah um, I assumed it was Bingo it. the whole time but then that reveal at the end. But, but, but also, but also the scene where like all the stuff is on the lawn with circles around it—that was like that was when I was like, "Oh, this might actually be real." No, and that uh, it just seemed like it. Yeah, because yeah. but like if you watch the show, you're like, "No, this is definitely something Bandit or Chili would do. They would set this up in a it, like as intricate as it was to to help mm-hmm. uh, Bingo uh, get closure from that little s- snapping like that she got from yeah. her dad." And I but, like, it wasn't even that snappy. It was just more of like, was, hey, I'm, mean, I'm actually on the phone, and he just sort of ignored like, her. like, bingo. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it was like, I still don't know who set that up, if it was bingo or chili or bluey, cause, or if it was like a collaborative I, effort between the three of them. I thought the, it, the, I thought the um, implication was that it was bingo because of the drawing. Something about the way like the drawing was drawn and the way they talked about it. I think they. I think it was like, oh, bingo is bingo is doing this. I don't know how this is happening. Yeah, no, I I wasn't sure on that one. I, the the but like that's yeah. like the only time in the show, like with the fairy at the end. That's like the only time in the show where it's just like, like something that's not actually there. 
mm-hmm. is on screen because like they throughout the entire series they're just pretending up a storm and they don't like but like yeah. there's never any like immersion where it's just like they start having that whole psychotropic event where they're like oh i actually am on a pirate ship they like they never do that. yeah okay that is one there's one exception <laughs> to that rule and we'll get to it but there's absolutely a moment where they have a psychotropic event and we are taken oh yeah yeah it. but well, that's later that's later okay. yeah i thought this episode was very cute um yeah i it was nice it um it definitely it didn't I didn't cry during it. Yeah. Not that does not that that's the ratio or the yeah. or the <laughs> why we're gonna be ranking any of these episodes now is that did I said, did I cry or not? More than half of them he cried. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> what was your thoughts on this I one, Alice? This. Um, I liked it. It was it was cute. Um I think this one felt much more what I kind of expected from the show in terms of like yeah. the sort of like emotional message like to the kids. Um I did appreciate like I this one was, you know, it's I think camping just threw me for a loop because I'm like, do they live in this RV? What is going on? Who are these people? And then it's like, oh no, now they're in a house. This is mom. This is dad. I finally, I finally kind of figured it out at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, it was, it was, it was cute. I also thought it was funny that they end with um, Irish River dancing. That that was. Oh good. gosh, yes. Outside for all the neighbors to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, that house, though, I, w- that's a point that I'll have to bring up later. When, but like. Or I don't know. What do you mean? Well, you okay. brought it up now. Um, so let's get into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I whenever I'm watching a cartoon of any kind, I like to like. It's just something. It doesn't ruin my enjoyment of a show in any way whatsoever. But I always like to look for continuity errors. I like to look for mm. or just like examples of good continuity. Like I just kind of like looking for that. And when I first started watching this show, that it was immediately the first thing that I picked up on was like this house is like that's that's more proof that 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 this world does have magic in it because like there are rooms that do not make sense if you see the house from the outside it's like this tiny little queensland uh style like new south wales type house and but like from the front it only looks like it has one story from the back it has two stories and then there's a balcony that's in some episodes and then there's rooms that move around and then like I don't know how this so house it's, works. <laughs> it's, it's it's house of leaves house, pretty like, much. But in a they'll be running down a yeah, hallway okay. that is way too long. Like I like yep. they should have hit a like they should have hit the back of the house by that point. But a lot, yeah. a lot of hyperspace sure. within. The yeah, show. yeah, and I know that they do it just to kind of help the flow of the story, like the story that they're trying to tell. But like I can't not mm-hmm. notice it. <laughs> so no bluey house done in the sims got it pretty much well you can try there are some like general shapes that people kind of worked out but like even then it's just like it's infinite rooms infinite possibilities <laughs> okay we have a we have a breaking update from the bachelor episode we have a breaking update from the bachelor this is a national horny service letting you know an update for our previous Bachelor episode, our special correspondent, Lori, has been sexting Alice and I updates through this episode. And we have the word, the phrasing, he absolutely banged Gabby. We just need a... <laughs> Gabby, we're really happy that you got laid. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service, Thank Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. That's an update from The Bachelor. Um... Okay, so so one of the things I thought was interesting about the whole show, and this is this kind of ties into fairies, is... 
in like we do see these sequences where they kind of have like fantastical visions of things but at the same time a lot of the times when they're playing like pretend it is very grounded mm-hmm. like like the episode where they play cafe you don't see them in a cafe like you see them on a playground pushing acorns around or whatever um and so like with the fairies one where where you actually saw like oh, the, there's all these like rings and stuff appearing and things it was like that was where i like I kind of assumed the show would be that way, where you see the you see the fantasy, mm-hmm. but in most of the episodes you don't. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and it was like that's like one like, other than like a couple dream sequences, like they never really break that boundary in this show. And I think fairies is really the only one that they really do that with. And and I think that was because it was a, I I attribute that to it being like one of the earlier episodes in like the series, and they were kind of still working out their footing on like what they were trying to go for with the show. Um, but once they figure that out, they kind of drop doing any, like, fantastical elements, um, save for dream, like, dream sequence, like, sequences. What was the next episode that we watched? I believe it was Cafe. Cafe was a very fun one. Cafe was, uh, was about dads learning how to have new friends, and that it's okay for dads to have new friends. This one was for dad. Yeah, no, that, this, this is one of those episodes that, like, teaches an adult a lesson better than it teaches a kid a lesson, because, like, it, like, to me, like, I think, like, a lot of adults have trouble making friends especially like people nowadays with like everything being so segmented off and online and just like separated by like city design and stuff like that um it's hard for adults to make friends and like this show like this episode is really good at kind of demonstrating on like while it might be difficult it's not impossible for you to kind of like get rid of those inhibitions that prevent you as an adult from making new friends. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, this is another episode where I was like, is this an allegory for racism? Because the, the other, the other family was a dark, was like a dark skin, like black family. And, and, and there was kind of an element of like, when Bluey's like, can, can, can we go over to their place for breakfast? And he's like, no, we don't, we don't know them that well. (laughs) I kind of thought that was might be what was happening. I, I don't think so. I don't that think seem, so. I yeah, especially because it wasn't like they were played by actors that were meant to be like the color of I know. the animals and everything like that. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, that I guess that would be confusing of having to build it and being like, wait a minute, is this what demographics is this aimed for? Is racism an appropriate topic to be tackling in this show? Kind of approaching of it, but no, it, well, yeah, because yes, it felt like it felt like they were saying that the kids didn't have a problem with it. It was that it was it was. Um, the the dad specifically like like Louis's dad. I think there's more just to I to me when I first watched it and I had watched yeah. another episode so I kind of understand how like uh they the like the the Bluey world kind of exists in a uh like there are dog breeds of every kind and and mm-hmm. they like they like in the show itself they 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 do acknowledge that there are like that there's like differences between the breeds like that like the border collies have like a, a running around and herding sheep type thing but like it's all dog related stuff um mm-hmm. but like during this specific episode though i like i felt more like it was just like how uh, emotionally closing yourself off to 
meeting people because of like social expectations, just not well, embarrassing yourself. And all, and also part of it too was uh, the moments before what the dads are both doing is on their phones, and so I think it was also just how easy it is not to connect to other people mm-hmm. because you can just entertain yourself. And one of the things that I've noticed a lot about it is how much like Bandit is on his phone during the show, like not just this episode, but lots yeah. of different episodes. You know, they're on their phone, or you know, there's a moment where he's playing dead, but he's just sitting on the ground looking at his phone. So, so he's totally happy in his own world playing dead for <laughs> however long, kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I think that's kind of what got him there. But it's interesting to also think of it in that sense of of about uh, prejudice as well, because the story works kind of on that level too, really. Yeah. Yeah, but very very cute episode. Really liked it. Yeah, I, like, I don't think that was their intention, but I could see how like someone could read that into there, which, you know, is something that some cartoons try to address too. So, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they can do it, good. <laughs> Any more thoughts on Cafe? Um, I, I I appreciated this is this is really where I think I understood. Um, this is where I understood the dad really committing to the play aspect of it. Uh, okay. Uh, and then I think the next episode, yeah, the next episode is double babysitter. Which mm-hmm. this had one of my favorite things that happens to me is when I recognize a voice from the show. Oh yes, yes. Because yes, you'll know that the uh, regular babysitter who is n- who got double booked is Frisky. Claudia O'Doherty from uh, O'Doherty. Yes, from Claudia So many different shows, but from Comedy Bang Bang, it's my favorite uh, appearance of hers and her uh, notorious. You got to look up her Conan clip where she does a impression of Kim Cattrall from Sex in the City, which is just the best. <laughs> the best. Uh, oh God! It's the best thing I've ever done. I can't get it down, but it's basically just her saying the line. Mm, I love. Fucking. Mm, I love fucking. Mm, <laughs> mm. And then, and then on the episode of Comedy Bang, where she's like, she tried to, do, she tries to do a Carrie impression. She goes, I couldn't help but wonder if I love fucking too. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Double Babysitter. I loved this episode. This was fun. I loved the meet cute between the uncle and the babysitter. And I, I hope that they have a happy relationship together for the rest of their lives. Because, of course, I shipped them right away. And they have to be together. Um, I, I will say, I, I wasn't sure if there was an age gap there. It's, it's hard to tell because, you know, they're dogs. But I'm gonna something about that felt a, a little odd to me. True. I'm going to assume it was an appropriate enough age gap for me not to be worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause she was their godmother, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I would assume that she's probably around the same age as, Brand- um, as, uh, Chili is. Um, uh, I included this episode specifically because, I one of my favorite tropes in TV is, um, kids asking a string of very inappropriate questions to adults <laughs> that are just, like, completely unhinged. It starts off with this, like, are you married? No. Why aren't you married? <laughs> uh, I just love that. I love when kids do that because it's just like the absolute embarrassment that the adult has during that whole procession is just, it, it always makes me laugh. We had breakfast with my, um, with Alex's family and uh, my niece 
uh, looked at me and complimented on how big my nose was and how large my nose was and how big it was and how much bigger it was than hers it was and huge it was. And her mom had to be like, some people don't like if you point out some of those things. And I'm like, now <laughs> Uncle Michael thinks it's very funny, but not everyone's going to. But little things like that where, yeah, this episode was that perfect encapsulation of just unbridled kid meeting adult energy and and really it was it was a play about the adults and how they reacted to it which mm-hmm. I, I like the character perspective shifting the shifting a lot because even though the show is named Bluey, we're not always looking at these through the perspective of Bluey. We're not in Bluey's world and everyone else's side characters in it. It really is a holistic example and all the teleplays are fantastic in their ability to really tell very good narratives within an eight minute, like an eight minute segment, that's including credits. So like just the ability to tell really well tight stories is a credit to why also I think the show is so successful. And Double Babysitters is a perfect example of that comedy of errors, comedy that they're able to weave perfectly into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, I, I think that the charm of that episode really was... Um, seeing the adults reacting like you said but i'm curious how children like are children interested in that is this an episode for the parents see and that's i would be curious if there was a here's a top 10 from adults of their favorite bluey episodes and now kids what are your top 10 favorite bluey episodes because i was watching it but i never once thought about watching this through the eyes of a kid and what they'd be liking, because I was just enjoying it on the surface level as an adult. You know, just the themes within it. They're playing the long game. They're, 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 trying, to, they're trying to cement some cultural uh, usefulness in the future for the kids who grew up watching Bluey. And then they... like You know how when you're watching like a cartoon that you liked as a kid and there's like an adult theme in there? Like, not necessarily in a joke, but like just like something mm-hmm. that we would better understand as an adult... And they were like, oh, yeah. how come I didn't catch up on that? Like, I didn't pick that up when I was a kid. I think that's kind of a, a, a smart move on their end because this might not be an episode that kids would particularly care for. But um, at, when they grow up and watch this episode again as an adult, because they probably, some of them probably will at some point. And they're going to be like, like, wow, the babysitter um, was totally hot for the uncle. Like, wow, they <laughs> should have gotten together. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, I, okay, I better understand this, like, the jokes now. Yeah, it was interesting also because, they, like, like you know, it, it, once they once they both say that they have the same shampoo and they're both not married, I kind of was like, oh, okay, they're going to end up together. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, the kids' parent trapping them together. No. Although, Bluey is a little conniving like that, though. She, she yeah. She's pretty on point. Like, she knows how to, like engineer things in a way where she's just like yes this is the outcome i wanted (laughs) like she does that in a couple episodes um but like this one was like you could tell she was just like ah okay we're gonna do the game so uh the guy ends up tackling the girl for like laughs ensuing and stuff like that but i was just like i see what you're doing bluey i know what you're doing The next episode we did was Pavlova. Pavlova, which I thought was going to be a Pavlov kind of thing, but then I was explaining that Pavlova is a fruitcake. Of course, I knew that and didn't have to be taught that. I always knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know that. I, I'd never heard of it. I, I've, I've seen them. I didn't know that it was called. I just I think I just called them fruitcakes, but not like a fruitcake, but just a fruitcake. Um, but yeah, so this was an episode 
um, very much, I think, aimed toward frustrations that adults have and frustrations that kids have when it comes to taste and appetite and uh, as an adult trying to get kids to eat things that they don't want to and as a kid trying to express to an adult why you don't like to eat the things that you do. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting how it was a very... It was a very one-two parallel between it, and I could see this through the eyes of... This was one of the episodes I could see through the eyes of an adult and a kid, what they would get from it. Mm-hmm. I thought that... I was surprised when... So the dad's playing along. They're, they're playing cafe as a front to get um, to get um, Bingo the, the Pavlova. Um, the dad's playing along, and then at one point, he gives her the slice of Pavlova and covers it in tomato sauce. And I was just like, that's just a waste of food. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That, that was, that like, was the one on. moment where I was like, like mm, that's a little irresponsible food waste. I right would forgive there. it because it's cartoon Pavlova and cartoon Pedro. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. don't do that in real life. <laughs> yeah, this one was interesting because it very much was. There's a lot of the. The show has selective use of silence, which I think is fascinating because a lot mm-hmm. of, say, like the camping episode was a lot of quiet. And there were some moments yeah. in there that were, but they will like make use of extended areas where they're not talking or even full episodes, which we'll get to in one next one. Um, and this one had some moments too, where there was very little dialogue because the dad pretty much is speaking nonsense French, including stuff like oh, where yes, is yes, my passport right, right. and things like that. I, I loved his, I loved his commitment to doing like 101 French sentences God, so and funny. just, just completely selling it. That was great. Because um, basically just, you know, she keeps, she, they keep adding, uh, asking for the Pavlova. And so he says, oh yes, of course I'll get you that. And brings about the edamame, um, which they pronounce it. They don't, how do they pronounce it? Edamimi? Something like that. Um, edamame. Or no, yeah. She like, they, they pronounce, pronounce it, it right. they mispronounce it in kid fashion. Um, but so then it ends with eventually... They do give her some of the pavlova because, you know, and that after she has it, she takes a piece of the edamame that is left over and is like, ooh. So then, oh, she learns she does like it too. So it's a nice little ending to it. But it's, it's, again, it's hard to talk about because there's not a lot of dialogue that's going on. So it really was just mm-hmm. a a sort of one act or a, a one scene play just sort of playing out where that is the the, the bits of... Of miscommunication, purposeful miscommunication between the dad and the children. Yeah, and the thing I think I really liked about the episode is it had also a dynamic of like, like if the in the beginning of the episode, um, Bandit and Chili are playing a board game that Chili is terrible at because um, she's not playing the long game, and that's how you win that game. Mm-hmm. They're playing like a risk. Yeah, that, like the, it, yeah, some sort of game of some sort. And he Bandit literally says, you got to play the long game. And then that's when they kind of like um, try to sneak some of this pavlova that they're not allowed to have. And Bandit's just like, okay, I'm going to go play a game with them. And like he uses games to teach his kids lessons. And I think that's a really Mm -hmm. like a really smart way of doing it. But basically he goes through all this rigmarole and tries to convince Bingo to eat some edamame beans rather than the pavlova. Um, and in the end, actually allows Bingo to choose whether she eats the edamame beans or the pavlova. And she still chooses the pavlova and eats it. And and with, with uh, given permission by Bandit. And um, uh, she eats the pavlova and then everybody kind of leaves and then uh, Bingo... Uh, 
talks to his mom, uh, talks to her mom and says that she was allowed to have it. And uh, the mom was like, okay, I just gotta trust that he knows what he's doing and then walks away. <laughs> and while Bean goes by herself, yeah. she eats the edamame bean. And I think that's a really important part because it's like, she mentioned earlier that she, the reason she didn't want to have the edamame is because her dad told her to do it, and yeah. she didn't get a choice to do it, and that was what her frustration was. With yeah, her. and that, but like after she was alone and she was able to make that decision in peace with like nobody trying to coerce her anyway, she eats edamame, and she's like, "Oh, this is good." Ooh, uh, I, I, that's kind of like I guess. That one has, like, a personal thing for, I feel like, a lot of kids. But, like, I definitely went through that where my parents tried to make me eat stuff that I didn't want to eat. Mm. Uh, and I feel like a lot of parents feel that frustration of trying to get their kids to eat healthy things. Because, obviously, every kid wants to eat nothing but sugar. I was yeah. I was no exception. <laughs> I, as an adult, only want to eat sugar. Luckily, I did like my vegetables. and But, like, I think that was because my dad eventually realized that trying to make me eat something that I didn't want to eat wasn't going to make me like it. So he kind of just started introducing them slowly into my, like, my food repertoire. And I eventually developed my own liking for it on my own terms, like, on my own time frame. So I didn't have to, like, forcibly, like, spinach right away. And I don't know. That was kind of why I really liked that episode. You also love Edamame. Yeah. I love Edamame. But, I mean, I was a full-fledged adult the first time I ever had it. So. That's fair. I already had that palate developed. Okay. <laughs> uh do you have any more? Well, I guess I got it. This one. Rain. Rain. Ugh. Alice, yeah. what are your thoughts on Rain? Because I need to get yours before I give mine. Um, I, I mean, I really like this episode. I would say that um, I, I'm always kind of a little skeptical when TV shows try to do episodes like this. I, I think that, that they're more missed than hit a lot of times. Um, I remember the show um, Only Merged in the Building had an episode about a, one of the characters who's deaf. And so they, they have no sound throughout the entire episode. And I thought that was like... They they just kind of jump through weird hoops to make not make noise in that that didn't feel like they were honoring it. But this one was this one was really beautiful. I th I thought um, I wasn't entirely sure what why um, so so it's raining very heavily. There's water running down the driveway or the sidewalk, and 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 Bluey decides that she wants to dam it up for some reason. Um, so she starts damming it with her toys, and then. Um, her her mother is like no come inside and dry off and she just keeps going out there to do it some more um i wasn't really sure why she was doing it but I, I maybe i wasn't paying attention um but i thought i thought the the overall like story with with her and her mom and, and her mom coming around to help help louie was really sweet um yeah i i really enjoyed it I mean, I, I, I feel like that one was more of a, a slice of life thing because like i remember doing that as a kid I remember trying to block and see how big of a puddle I could make with like rain gutters and stuff like that. Um, it was just one of those uh, very universal things that I feel like a lot of people have done. And yeah, I just, it was a fun episode. Made Michael cry. I cried. I cried so <laughs> hard. I, like Alex, this was something too that I had done growing up and still find fascinating and really ugh, something about just the disappointment when you're a kid at getting so close to achieving your arbitrary little goal 
that you know there's no reason, like there's you know there's, there's no nothing to be achieved. Yeah. yeah, you know there's nothing of consequence. You know there's nothing to achieve, but it is just your little fascination of being like, well, I've started to dam it up, and I guess I can keep doing it, but I'm gonna have to keep putting more and more things, and just the slow progression. Yeah, you're right. The the turn of the mom from wanting you know to to dry her off and being frustrated with with. Uh, bingo tracking everything yeah yeah to to becoming a part of it like it just it was perfect it was perfect missy crybait like it really (laughs) was just absolutely hit me right in the feels and was just a beautiful episode and the and the dialogue lessness of it just enhanced it and the music was wonderful it just was was a beautiful i love the music it it, if that was a short story that was done just by humans and i had watched it i think i would have the same emotional reaction as i would have to this it just it's what a what a and then when oh god no because when the rain stopped and then they didn't quite get it and then i thought well that's the end of it and again i thought that's the message and that we'll be able to accept it and like you know sometimes you don't get to do it all and then it turned around and started raining again and then that's when everything came together and i just like started crying because it's like oh they did get to do it like it was so (laughs) dumb but they gotta do it like oh yeah i loved it i really loved it and i love rain i think i just i it was everything i loved i love rain too it's pretty it's pretty pretty neat thing it's it's been raining for like a month here in Los Angeles as we record this, oh, and no. I'm a little tired of the raining at this point. But yeah, I, I, it's been it's been fluctuating between like really nice days and like bitterly cold, uh, like depression winter. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like blue as well. As it was warm, I thought about camping. I thought about the warm, you know, Australian summers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, this also, this also episode also made me very conscious of the fact that I need to replace the the gutters on the front of my house, and and they're like half done right now. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so the well, speaking of working on things, the next episode is Flat Pack, which is just a nice episode about how mom and dads might have, uh, you know, disagreements when they're putting together IKEA furniture. Yeah, a very slice of life, true to life lesson that people need to learn. <laughs> What'd you think of Flat Pack? This was. This was this one was cute. Um, I there was definitely something also going on with Bingo, like progressively saying that she's older until she's kind of Bluey's equal as they as they as they create different societies, um, of animals and such. And that I was I, I wasn't really entirely sure what was going on other than like oh she just wants to be seen as older or she wants to be seen as equal. But um, it was sweet. It was it was cute. Oh yeah. No, no that that that's an episode that has like a lot of like. It has, like, three stories going on at once. Like, mm-hmm. the first story is, like, uh, mom and child growing up and, and kind of, like, going through. And then there's, like, the evolution, like, the uh, a brief history of, like, evolution and how society came to be. And then it had, mm-hmm. like, the 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 parents who are building this, uh, this porch swing from Ikea... And that kind of has, like, a representation of, like, the, I guess, the cooperation that created yeah. the thing in the end in the first like, place. Yeah. We're, we're working working together mm-hmm. um, or not working together well, um, listening to one another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, and it's, like, the fact that they were able to do that in seven minutes was, like... <laughs> Sounds like collectivist propaganda. Yeah. Okay, so you, you two you two are married. Have you ever assembled IKEA furniture together? Um, I've assembled IKEA furniture, but um, 
I don't want to sound like the smarty pants, but I've never had trouble assembling IKEA furniture. Like it's never like I I just I get like what they're going for with it. Let me answer this question in a way that you want it to be answered in a way that you didn't ask it. When we work together on projects, we get very snippy, and yes, oh, we yeah. do. We in do general. not work well together when we're doing mm -hmm. any sort of physical construction put together type of project. Um, Alex, you know, one, it's one of our favorite stories, but when we had to tear the roof out of our dining room very suddenly one night because it was starting to come in from a piece of concrete that had was, uh, become yeah, loose like, well, that was holding up. It was. It was, it was, it was a, covering a vent. It was a not. It was a plaster and lath. Uh, uh, ceiling which is like wood and plaster and they were like held in by like tiny little brad nails oh my God, so they weren't so penny like plithy little screws They're yeah so like they like and it, they were just starting to fail over time because there was like this weird spot that they like patched with concrete and that was just kind of weighing it down and like it started with like a tiny crack and then just like immediately all those nails boop, 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 popped yeah. on out and it was weighing down. So he's just going gung-ho and it's tearing it all down. He's like, we're going to do this. We're getting for it. And meanwhile, I'm like catatonic just standing in it, the middle of this like plaster and dirt, you know, nightmare. Because yeah. it was going to either collapse that night while we were asleep or we were going to do it right then and there. And I just got up on our table and I just like took like a finger and just went like that and the entire ceiling just went. <laughs> so it's very much an example of how we react differently to those types of oh, scenarios. Was fun. I was oh, having a yes. great time. Was... And, 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 and like Missy was like just in long sleeve shirt and pants in like, 90 degree, not, like 90 degree weather and just like standing there. Like staring into the void. <laughs> it, yeah, so physical, interactive with the world projects. Uh, Alex is much more handier with them, and so he tends to take it. So yeah, I it does not surprise me that he has not had trouble piecing together IKEA furniture. And no, we have not pieced it together because I just let him do it and I get out of the way. I'm just like boop, boop, boop. I was gonna say because I've I've been single for a very long time, and so every time I get one of those pieces of IKEA furniture that it says requires two people to assemble, I'm like like try me, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I gotta, like I'm not getting a like, Tinder just to to put together yeah, a no. book table. Team lift, Alice lift. That's, yeah. what's That's exactly what it is. Um, well, this episode was also one of the ones that I believe was banned or pulled um, because there was. So there were two episodes that were that were I tried to look up controversy. I did what I love to do, which is just Google Fox News controversy and then the subject that you're researching. Um, Fox mm -hmm. News did not have any big scandals on this, but there were episodes that were not available in the U.S. because they were worried about cultural depictions of people. And I don't remember if it was this one or a different one. Mm -hmm. So basically, what happened is, and this the person said uh, Uga Booga, which has. Which now in then, Australia yeah. is not never really had that right. kind of connotation yes. to it. It is like it was sure, a caveman sure, yeah. noise, but obviously it has become an issue lately where it has been used very racistly in other contexts and everything. So that was an episode that was pulled from the US. It was this one it and was redubbed, um, so they're saying ooh ooh instead. Yes, you know, it was this one or oh, okay. a different one. But yeah, so that got redubbed. I was gonna for, say because I, I watched it on Disney Plus, but yeah, but, but that makes sense. For yeah. a while it wasn't available. So that's the only I, I was just trying to figure out because again, some of the messaging we looked, I was 
curious being like, has this ever been accused of being too woke? Like, is there some sort of weird, like, outrage about the show? And no, nothing that I could find except for just that, that there were a couple episodes that were redubbed eventually and put on the Disney Plus, and, and this was one of them, which I found very surprising. So I was like, what the hell happened in this episode that would have gotten censored? Yeah. You're, you're saying the left has gone too far with it, with their woke propaganda. Yes, yeah, they have much. exactly with their blue. Oh yeah, blue mm, e. Okay, mm. yeah, that's not any sort of messaging at all. There, Disney. Ugh. <laughs> okay, sleepy time. Sleepy time. I don't know how to talk about this episode this, either. This episode won, I believe, a couple of awards, um, and it is a, a fan favorite of a lot of. Like, a lot of the people who really like Bluey, this is, like, one of their go-to episodes to, like, show other people, like, that want, they want to get into the show or whatever. Um, it is a good piece of, uh, th- like, this is a dream sequence. Basically, the, like, this whole episode is Bingo having a dream about the books that she was read before she fell asleep. Um... Or like that, that that were read to her by her mom, and it basically the whole series, or like the whole series of events, is her kind of going through the solar system and exploring like asteroids or uh, Saturn or um, different planets, different pla- yeah, just like different uh, celestial things, and all the while she's sleepwalking, and it kind of cuts between the dream sequence and what she's actually doing in real life. Um, Which is a, another very funny comedy of errors where the parents are in their bed and the two kids are in theirs and um, B- Bingo is very um, adamant that she is going to be a big girl and stay in her bed and her parents are like, well, you can come to ours, you know, if you need to. Um, and throughout the dream sequence, basically every character at some point just exits or enters a bed or is on the floor <laughs> and just switching and they're all... Um, just, you know, sleepwalking through. Someone needs a glass of water. Someone, you know, woke up. It just was very fun, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it was set to the uh, orchestral music of um, Saturn from the planets uh, by... Uh, it is, it's, it's Hulse the Planets, and yeah. it is um, Saturn, yeah. Um, like, it's a... It's a it, but it's, like, it's not, like, the one that you like would hear in the symphony it's more of like um like a bedtime advised version of it like where it's just like there's a lot of music box sounds oh yeah i mean they definitely it's very beautifully done it's a specialized adaptation that they timed specifically for the piece and it oh god i'm trying to cry uh it's just beautiful i wasn't expecting it to be this beautiful like oh my god (laughs) it just like her and the bunny and so she her and her bunny are traveling through the cosmos in like this 2001 space odyssey you know fantasia and the music is playing and then she has to take her bunny and it goes to the rings of saturn which are all different bunnies and so she has to like give up the bunny because it's found her people and she's sad about it but she's happy that the bunny has found her stuff so then she's going to go back to the earth which is her home and she's going to try to go to sleep in it and she's trying to tuck herself into the earth which has you know like a mm. celestial coming out has been shattered into pieces along with the moon and right. as she's trying to do it by herself um, that's when the bunny came back with other bunnies and I couldn't handle it and they tucked her in and put her all in and the music was just like swelling and then the shots of all the family cuddling together like the dad and the son are on the floor and the Sad mom is in the, 
Um, Blue, yeah, Blue's on the floor, and then the mom is in with in the bed by herself, and then the um, but Bingo did end up staying in her bed in the end, so she did what she wanted. It just was I couldn't handle it. I think it was also because it was the seventh episode, and by that you time are... the two stouts that I had earlier when I visited Alex's at the bar were in full swing, so I was just like totally ready. But it truly was one of the most beautiful, just segments I've ever seen. What were your thoughts, Alice? <laughs> All I wrote down was this is the best episode of television that's ever been made. So it's great. It's a good yeah, episode. Mm-hmm. No notes. Um, I agree 100. percent Everything you said, it was it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I was taught. Oh, I wasn't ready. I'm still not ready. Just even thinking about it, I wasn't ready. It was so good. God damn it! It also just made me wish I dream. I don't dream. Like oh my god, I wish I had fantasies like this. Like oh, that god. was part I, of it too, but. Do androids even dream? Dreaming's, dreaming's overrated. I don't. I don't recommend it. <laughs> well, the next episode from this one, uh, you know, that wasn't the peak. We still had at least two more. Um, the next one, handstand, um, which is a very adorable episode and another stylistic one, in that it mostly centers on another. Bi- There's so many episodes we have on here that focus on Bingo for a show called Bluey, which I just find amazing. Uh, Bing- I am biased. Bingo is my favorite character. So, uh, we, so we might have got some Bingo bias in the, these ten episodes. Like, we had. Are, are, are you a younger sibling? I'm a middle child. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, but like Bingo definitely has middle child energy, <laughs> even though there's mm-hmm. only oh yeah, kids. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is an episode where it focuses on bingo, and it is called Handstand, and it is almost exclusively shot. It's a single shot of um, bingo pe- trying to do a handstand. Bingo trying to do a handstand, and it's in the middle of the kitchen. And around her are people at some party, and it's all different types of of dogs, like people that like I say people, but they're obviously all dogs, um, dogs that we've not met before. So it is one of those things we don't know what the party's happening. We don't know who some of these people are. Maybe if you've seen some episodes, you might recognize them. But I was just sort of taking it all in and like, okay, we got these people here, and it's Bingo constantly trying to do a headstand, making the headstand, but no one noticing she's made the headstand. And so then she, she tries to do another headstand, and then when people are looking, and, she can't do the headstand. And she's actively trying to get someone to watch her do the handstand. Yeah, the, the entire, yeah, the only thing that she's trying to do is to get people to watch her do the And so she is working on doing it, and then midway through, we cut to what would be almost like a reverse angle I'm not sure if it's a different angle, different angle. but we, we cut away from the handstand. Like, okay, whatever. Now so now we have, we're with Nana. Yeah, the so that you're in this episode, you're introduced to um, Nana, who is their grandparents, uh, Bingo and Bluey's grandma, mm-hmm. um, and she is going around this party, uh, trying to um, be helpful. Because she's just like, I, I'm not doing anything, but I want to be doing something. It's what can I do to help? big Nana energy of just trying to find anything. And she's asking everyone, and they're all good. She they tries don't need to her. interact with the kids, and the kids are kind of doing their own thing. They're running around. They got, you know, she can't keep up with some of them. And yeah. so then the episode, the two, those two things converge when Nana comes to look at um, Bingo doing a headset. I'm going to cry again. I can't handle this show. I can't cry again. Um... 
when Nana comes to go look at Bingo because all that Bingo wanted was someone to watch her and all Nana wanted was something to do. So she gets to watch Bingo do that headstand several times and she's so proud. And then we find out that the party was Bingo's birthday party the whole time. <laughs> and so all she wanted was for someone to watch. So like all the party and all the fixings that was for her, like they weren't able to do the one thing that she really wanted. And of course it was Nana who came in to save the day. And like I didn't even need that twist at the end to like punch me in the gut. And the episode ends with them all like standing around ready for the birthday cake and then they're like where's bingo Bingo? where the heck is bingo and then it's like oh she's here with me but yeah i just wasn't ready for it Mm -hmm. and again just a beautiful storytelling within such a short time i like it just because it's only like there's only only two two camera angles and there's a couple that are like there for like a bit but like for the most part, mm-hmm. the entire episode is focused on these two static scenes. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of. It seems like they have a lot of these like concept episodes, like like in Rain, where there's no dialogue for the majority, or um, this episode where it's it's just primarily focused on on that one shot initially. Mm-hmm. Um, this one brought back a lot of memories for me. Um, when I was in, it was kindergarten or first grade. We had a I had a birthday party at a bowling alley, and I remember. Like, I was very young, and I remember feeling like, why are my parents paying attention to all these other people and not me? Um, and so I definitely could kind of relate mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, we also had a party where when, my, when, I, when I was, I took First Communion at church, there was a party, and everyone got, like, stomach flu afterwards. Oh. And then... And then I was not allowed to have a party ever again. I never had another birthday party or any other party ever again. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of brought those memories back for me. And I definitely was like, oh, like, especially when it was like, oh, this is, this is, at the end when it's revealed, oh, this is Bingo's party. I was like, oh, shit, I, I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah this one definitely was a, a, a one where kids will relate. But also, yeah, there's some stuff for adults to see there as well. And, and also for Nanas to see too. Yay. Yeah, and that's the thing that I really like about this show is it doesn't like, it doesn't treat like it like there's a divide between like the generations like every like all of them are basically kind like they're they're very they're very family oriented people like dogs but like there there's not like in that same type of media where there's like a divide between the parent and the kid and there's a divide between the parent and the grandparent and it's just like and like that that line is very solemnly like crossed with like the emotional weight like it's always treated as like their problems are theirs and their problems are theirs and it, it, i like the show cuz it kind of like it's like no it's the, the problems the that we all of it, yeah, yeah the the problems that we all experience are universal and they follow us through our entire life and it's not yeah. it's not something that is just a kid's thing or just an adult thing. Although there are a few situations where that is true. Sure. Um, I One thing I will say is the first part of this episode, I did feel like was a little too on the nose. I think it was just the, the, the like over the top chaotic nature of, of the party. Yeah, there was a lot. It, it, like, like, like I feel like a lot of the episodes like kind of ride a line of like subtlety and like just like enough believability, whereas this one felt like cartoonishly. And maybe again, maybe this is Bingo's perspective, mm-hmm. but it felt like cartoonishly busy. Yeah, it was. I same thing as well. Where I well, and I also was looking at it. And I'm like, there's just things that are repeating. Like yeah. there's stuff where like you know there's like there's the football being kicked in the in the into the um, fridge and the bouncing out is literally the same animation over and over. So I also was taking it as very stylized, but did at a certain point get like 
Okay. You you know everything is just a setup, and the you know when you know the punchline for every bit, you are watching sort of the Rube Goldberg of it get set up and then knocked down each time a character comes in. You're like, oh okay, so then the misdirect is going to be, yep, they turn it right at the last second. Oh okay, mm-hmm. you know those things. But I I, mm-hmm. I still love it because I I do appreciate like a Rube Goldberg machine being able to take a step back and seeing how everything is set up, even if it is a little clunky sometimes when it gets all sure. you know mm-hmm. knocked down. Yeah, I think I think that that was all. I liked this episode a lot, but I would say the end reveal didn't hit me emotionally as much. And I think I think that's why. But you know, it, I'm not complaining. It's still a great episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Our uh, last episode. And then the last episode. I wanted to get the one that was the most, like the most adult themed one, in the way that it describes. The, the the very adult thing to a kid and i really like yes. that it's called onesie now the too, too hot for disney plus too hot i had to watch this illegally on tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's now that i believe that one is still not on disney it is not we had, it, yeah. It, it, yeah we had to find this one it, uh, ourselves we'll just say to be able to watch it yeah, it yeah. Is... No, it's it's because the the second half of season three is not out on Disney yet, is is why not because it was banned. Oh, okay. We Alex, oh, I Alex I mean, is too hot, literally too hot for Disney. Oh, it's country. But if it's not on, okay. So basically, the episode is um, Brandy, who is Chili's sister. This is the first time in the series that you ever meet her, and you find out that she hasn't come to visit in four years. And. We know that the kids are four years old. Uh, well, one's and four and one is one is four and one is six. Yeah, but it's you know you, they explicitly call it out at the point where you can do the math and realize why maybe she hasn't come to visit. Yeah, in that much time, and the mom, I, I believe the kids at some point asked there how come um, Brandy hasn't come to visit more, and, and the mom. Yeah. The mom basically had to say that. Well, um, because it, it ties into the onesies. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the one, so uh, Brandy gives the kids gifts, which are like a leopard and a zebra onesie, and the the uh, they try them on, and uh, the leopard is the leopard onesie is too small for Bluey and Bluey. uh the the zebra one is too uh big for Bingo so they have to switch even though Bluey really 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 wants um the, the, the cheetah leopard. one but she can't have mm-hmm. it and she literally asked her mom yes. can you make this work can you make can you make it bigger i want to wear this one and she's like sorry can't i'm it's a bummer, but <laughs> like in a in a more in a more like like kind way. But basically, that was just like, sorry, I can't do anything about it. And yeah. so this entire episode. Well, and the re- but the the point that in there is that Brandy says, "Oh, I'm sorry. This was your favorite animal was a zebra last, were your last time yeah. you were there, which was mm-hmm. four years ago." And yeah. there was a little bit of that lingering tension of yeah, four years. Like okay, and yeah. So throughout the course of this. You can tell that, like, uh, Brandy has a lot of stuff on her mind that she wants to say. Um, And she, like, you eventually find out it's because she's infertile and she really wants to have kids. And, like, she's, like, got the, not, I wouldn't even call it jealousy. Because it would, it would just be a hard thing if you were really wanting to make your own family 
and it was just sadness. It wasn't yeah. jealousy. It just was. It, it just was, was just mourning. Sad, yeah, yeah, it was just like a sadness for a family that she'll never get to have. Now, in my opinion, I think this sets it up for future episodes where she ends up adopting a kid, and I feel like that. Was, I, was, I was gonna say, does adoption not exist in this? World? I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it just hasn't happened yet with her. And yeah. and also too, there's. There is a difference between learning that you are not going to be able to bear a child and wanting to have children and adopting. Like those are two different. Yeah. Those 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 things are two different things going on in there when you're finding out that stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is one of those things that I I do hope that that is a turning point that we can talk about adoption and stuff and how this isn't the only end all be all. But yeah. yeah. Like. I, I really like this episode, but I kind of felt like the, the way they were talking about, like, oh, Brandy will never have a child. Brandy can never have a child. It felt a little, like, again, it was just like, why why doesn't she adopt? Well, yeah, uh, and, I, and I got that, too, but, like... Yeah. I'm also looking at this from like a very like I'm 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 watching this episode from a very like heteronormative standpoint and like it, it's a thing with just straight couples that the kid has to be theirs. It is just like that is like the best case scenario for 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 having a family is making sure that they are your bloodline and they will continue forward. And I feel like that's something that I like I wouldn't Put it past the show eventually critiquing uh, it, in relations to brandy with her adopting and like then coming to like the realization that like it doesn't have to be a child that you, you like you bore like it can be bluey attacking the woke patriarchy yeah, again exactly attack that <laughs> but as of right now there's no I, there's no episode of that that exists so uh, it, only time will tell yeah, I'm. So one of the things I thought was really interesting about this show is it felt. I don't watch a lot of like kid shows and, and and cartoons and stuff anymore, and it felt very different. I feel like I'm. I just got used to the like sort of Adventure Time model of cartoon where it's like it is it is it is not talking down to kids and and it has big themes, but also like you know it's a post apocalyptic future and there's all this fucked up stuff happening in the background yeah. that that like adults and like like like. Arrested Development, like, 20-year-olds can get really into. Mm -hmm. um, this didn't have any of that. It was really just, like, very straightforward, but in a way that felt really, like, sincere and honest, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it really is coming from a place of heart. And there's we were talking about, there's very little cynicism in this. There's very little cynicism baked at all within the storytelling, within the characters, within the narrative. And I think that's just a fresh approach. Like... I, even in TV criticism, they talk about a lot of times how they wish that this sort of lack of cynicism was available within adult shows and that it wasn't a place where, you know, we felt like this realm was only allowed to go into, you know, children's TV or TV that's aimed for families, whatever. And I think that's part of the reason that you have some of these reevaluations of of animation and shows like this because it does feel so unique compared to the landscape of television when we're in, you know? And, and the fact that it is so well-written, it is so well-written. I, I am just shocked at the amount of storytelling that we, like, I forget at the end of every episode, this was, it's eight minutes with credits, so it's less than that. They're maybe taking seven minutes to tell these full 
beautiful stories that can make me laugh, cry, relate. Like, it is an accomplishment. And it's state-sponsored. It's government-sponsored as well. Like, they are putting their money into the arts. They're actually taking an investment into it. They're not trying to, like, constantly fight against it. Like, that's the other part that just blows my mind, that I wish we were better. I mean, we have PBS, but, like, you know, gosh, I wish we were still better about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the wrong country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's... um, I. The show, to me, it does, I like I like it. I really like it. But there are a few things that I would really like it to, I guess, address in the logic of the world. Um, there's, like, you have all the different dog breeds and stuff like that, but you don't have mutts. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have, like, mm. people who, like, you don't have any mm. dogs that are, like, Half half this and that. (laughs) It has, like, there are relationships that have happened between other, like, different dog breeds, but, like, it's very few and far between, and I would, like, that's kind of one of those things that I'd like to see addressed if that show continues to go forward. And then, like... Maybe maybe they're white nationalists. Who knows? Maybe they're white nationalists. (laughs) But, like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, like, that's one thing that I'd like to see them kind of address and maybe, like, find a way to, like, kind of figure, I don't know, just figure that out in some way that, that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of resolves that. And then... Yeah, give, give the ant, give the ant a mutt kid. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if I remember correctly, I believe that Frisky is, um... Frisky is a border collie, I believe. No, not a border collie. Uh, she's a different breed of dog than uh, like a mm-hmm. healer, because like they're all healers. Like the the like they're the healer family. Bluey is a, a blue healer. So, um, but and so is Rad, Uncle Rad, the guy in the the uh, double babysitter episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, it, there is potential there for that, and maybe it's just something we haven't seen or not. Um, I mean, I, re- I really liked it. I don't think I'm going to go and watch the rest of it. I think part of that is, I, I while I did enjoy it, there is also, like, look, that, that last episode kind of hit me a little bit, too, because it's like, I also don't have a kid, and I've, I've been thinking lately, I kind of wish I did. So that one kind of got me, and um, I don't know, it's just, like... I really like the way it is, like like you said earlier, it is really trying to try to teach like emotional awareness and and like social skills to to kids in a really really well packaged form. Um, I don't think I need the like introspection and focus on my own childhood that it provides. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I really appreciated getting to watch it and 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 yeah, like I, I think I was kind of dreading it for that reason. Like I, that's largely why I don't watch a lot of kids stuff is I don't want to have to think about my own childhood if I can avoid it. But this was good. This was really this was really fun. Yeah, I I agree. I I'm someone who who obviously obviously um who does like to think a lot about my childhood and have been a lot recently. So I think that also just sort of honed in on my enjoyment of it but it was nice for me to just to you know connect with something that my siblings and alex really enjoy and cry for a happy reason and cry for lots of happy reasons yeah <laughs> lots of happy reasons. instead of sad reasons yeah. <laughs> and this will be something I, we already had to 
I, I decided I needed to, we were going to watch more episodes, but I said, you know what, for the sake of discussion and for me not like getting too much bluey in my head when we're only talking about these 10 episodes, I said, we'll watch them after we're done recording. It was so funny because we had to, we had to get the, the onesie episode since it's not on Disney plus from ulterior, uh, methods and, um, uh, we were just like, should we just, uh, should I just download season one too? Or should, should, I, should we just, just download wa- the whole thing while I'm at it? Like, <laughs> should I just do that? Or what are we, what are we doing? Here? And I'm just like, that's up to you. I've already watched it twice. So I, <laughs> yeah. And Alex doesn't, does not rewatch stuff. So there was very much mm. a thing where when he was actively wanting to rewatch something, I knew, okay, this is something up his alley. And, and I was really happy to share it with them. Yeah. Now, Alex, you have not been, you you do not listen to the show, and you have not been a part of this backstage process before, so I do have to tell you what we do at the end of our episodes here, which is we got to pick what we're going to be watching for the next one. Now, um, this is a, this is an episode that both of us uh, had not seen before. Now, we're not, we're not being so strict in terms of going uh, back and forth exactly as we did earlier in the series, mm-hmm. but we're trying to still at least pick something from it on here. I'm just going to show you our whole list. Please try not to talk too much out loud about some of these things. We will be taking okay. out any comments you make mm. about specific stuff, but mm. for the sake of it here. So, Alex, here's our list. This is very threatening. What do you? What do you? What do you think? Well, because it's a sacred list. We can't. I can't just have them yeah. be doxing all of our different potentials. What we that's haven't true, seen. I can't be. Judged. Yeah, but you have final edit, so. It, well, that's what I'm um, saying. Is we'll, edit, we'll edit it now, but like I guess I let them know yeah. those comments are going to be lost to time. If there's something on here that you feel like Missy should watch, a la Twister. Also, I'm I'm, I'm open to that. I've also seen not seen most things, so it'll probably hit us both. Uh. Well, shoot. There's one on here. I, I'm definitely Stargate SG One. I'm that's that's the one I want you guys to watch. God damn it! I, I shouldn't have. I, Why did we give him this power? It Canada. No. Canada has a really good like uh, a grouping of like sci-fi comfort. TV and Stargate yeah. is one of my favorites, and I've watched all of the series, uh, SG One. The I've watched the movie, I've watched Universe, um, and I've watched Atlantis. Like they're all really good, uh, except for maybe mm-hmm. like the last season of SG One. But you know, Alice, do you have a familiarity <laughs> with Stargate? Um, it was on TV when I was in college, and so I remember my roommates watching a lot of it, like reruns, and I would catch it sometimes, but I never fully committed to, to sitting down and watching it, so I'm curious to see. Yeah, my um, brother loved it, and I had a lot of my guy friends liked it too. It just was one too many. It was just, it didn't catch me, and there was already so much other stuff at that point to be watching that I never got into it, but... If you're I, not into everyone, military sci-fi... Yeah, and I was, that's part of it. I'm just like... I grew up a military brat yeah. so i was kind of steeped in like military stuff like 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like I really enjoyed the aesthetic of of like military sci-fi. Like it's always been like a, a an interest of mine. Yeah, I can only take so many scenes shot in like woods near a facility. Like when all of their things <laughs> just take place in like you know Canadian woods. That's this all woods they're setting. But it's wood. like oh, but this is another planet, and it just is the woods. And you're like, yep, that's that is another planet in the woods. Thanks, Stargate. Really like this. Love you. Bye. So I'm yeah. So I has a lot. Of- yeah. <laughs> I'm not hate watching this. I'm not hate watching this. I will I will take the first episodes in stride. I will I am this is oh god. Do you I can't want convince, me to do you I can want barely me to convince myself that, create a, a list of ten? No, I think for you, the sake okay. of this one No 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 we can't we can't add to ten hours of TV. We, this I'm is sorry. what we do. This is what we do. When we are watching these, we normally watch some episodes from the first season and the last season. That's how we do it. That's how I'm doing it for this. I am not watching more than what is yeah, the no. minimumly required amount of TV for this. I'm can telling I, you right can now. I suggest is... that you don't do last season. No, last you season. can't. Okay. No, you I'm can't. Just... We have to know where this show goes. It... Like they, they put it out there. You can't you can't just okay. all of a sudden like try and suggest it and then like remove and defend itself so that we don't get to talk about it michael shanks uh he's not a good main character he's 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 really listen to this guy he loves stargate so wants us to watch it so much can't can't get through that shit in a known show that he's really good as a supporting character shoveling this shoveling this onto us okay in the last season and he can't care like he just can't yeah we're we're, we're, gonna i mean i get it we did watch episodes from the last season of The Office where Steve Carell wasn't yeah. there. So okay. There's a okay. Like, this yeah, is, we are used to having to do this. This is the format, okay. but yeah. First season's really good. I, you like the first this is, this is This is the most I've seen you angry about something we've picked, I Me? Think. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe? I don't know. I feel like I've been angry about other ones, but... Um, I will say that with the last season, you will be kind of like a little whiplashed because you'll be like... How did we get to this point? <laughs> well, to be fair, we did that with Big Bang Theory as well, and all of them were like married and had kids, or were like there were entire characters that were in the background that never officially got introduced to us during those episodes, but everyone treated as if they were characters that belonged completely and wholly and thoroughly within the reality. So it was really nice to be like, I don't know who you are, but everyone else is fine with you, so I guess I'm not going to question it. But yeah, this is. This is our fate. We're going to go through the Stargate, not the one directed by Roland Emmerich, not the one in the movie. We're doing the TV show, the SG-1. Can't, this, J. This Davidson is, will not be here. Maybe we, should, maybe we should ask specific Andrew if he has any sort of Canadian TV insights onto this that he would he needs to share with no, us. He's, 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 a, he's, he's a film and music boy. He doesn't, he doesn't he's not going to know anything about this. There it is. Can I, can I make one suggestion for one episode that you should watch? Okay. And I... It, um, it, is this it, the time loop episode uh, for Stargate? Just well, like I want to suggest one episode because it's like one of the best episodes. She asked you a question. Sorry, what was the question? Is, is it the time loop episode? No, 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 no. It's, okay, because um, I think I've seen that. It's one. called a matter of time. Well, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for it not being a time loop episode. It's not a time, if you've it, just no, called no, it a matter of time. It's not. It's not a time loop episode. <laughs> oh God. It's not a time loop episode, but it is an episode that it, it like it's from season two, episode fifteen. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm reading the description. This is not the episode. I, you you know what I'm talking about when I yeah, do I know. Episode, yeah, right? I think they have a couple yeah. time loop episodes. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's like a there's a there's a really wacky time loop episode where they all go crazy. It's extended so long that there were multiple time. Yeah, loop there episodes. were a couple time loops episodes, but a matter of time is not a time okay. episode. Okay. Okay. Well, we I believe I believe I believe I will I believe and it. we will I will put that on there. We'll make sure to watch that one specifically. We'll watch another one from the first season. Maybe just one from the last season. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I, we'll get our shit together. I. Why did you do this to us? Okay. I, I suggest. There's no way this is gonna make you more angry. Than no. The no what are you walking away? You can no walk way. away before we end the show, I'm Alex. Stretching my knee. Okay, that's my husband. Look at this. Like, big, like I'm all done. My contribution's over. Because yeah, we have to end the show. We have to end yeah. the show. We've picked our next thing. Really? We've talked about Bluey. All of the podcasts I listen to, I stopped listening to for like the last 10 minutes. I know. We don't have anything to plug yeah. though. So this is where, but we always say at the end of our episode, as we always say, Twister is a movie about Helen Hunt wanting to fuck a tornado. It truly is. It is a movie about and her I, wanting to death fuck a tornado. And I have... Uh, uh, always appreciated her acting abilities to portray that on the screen. Helen Hunt does a very wonderful job of portraying a woman who wants to fuck a tornado. Also, that was the same cow, right? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the same cow. Is it a different cow? No, I don't know. It's the same cow. I think so. I mean, it was a CGI cow. They, they couldn't have afforded more than one. It was the first movie ever on DVD. <laughs> It was. It was the first movie that our family owned on DVD too. Fuck a tornado. So we always, so as we always say to end the show, I can't wait to hear Missy talk about Stargate some more. Oh my god! Fuck me in the face.